Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 3327, the final score. Tennessee wins on the road over Kentucky. Here in a late night, uh, Kentucky, not American, Matt Ray, Austin Price, and Brenda Hubbs, who's untangling some cords here at about 1230 at night. Uh, it was a good night for Tennessee. Wasn't a perfect night, Austin, obviously. Uh, but, you know, you had basically nine drives. Tennessee scored on seven of them. Didn't finish in the red zone, but scored and made a stop defensively in that fourth quarter when it mattered. Yeah, it feels like we we see the same game every time we come up here. Like, Tennessee doesn't get a lot of possessions. They get the most out of their possessions. Yeah. Tennessee, or Kentucky's able to extend a lot of drives. Uh, kind of always is, plays close. Um, and it always comes down to the end. You go back to, you know, two times ago, it was Pruitt and them with that, you know, kind of like goal line stand down there yeah. at the inside the five. Then this past time, it was, it was, you know, 45-42. And then tonight, 33-27. Either way, it always comes down to the wire here in Lexington. Brent, uh, easy to say defense did not have its best day, but you look at offensively, kind of picked it up. Thought Joe Milton was super efficient. Thought Dylan Sampson had a great first quarter. And of course, overall, Jalen Wright, had another incredible game. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Sampson in the second half and the fourth quarter was unbelievable. I'm not sure what happened to Jalen Wright from an injury standpoint, didn't get any carries in the second half. He was the last player out of the locker room to start to, for, to get ready to start the third quarter. So I'm not sure if it was an illness or some cramping or something, but he was clearly not 100%. Uh, and so it was Dylan Sampson that, that they leaned on. I thought Tennessee was terrific against the run. You take out the two Leary scrambles. And no. Kentucky really didn't do anything running the football. Tennessee just got torched in the back end. Pass rush didn't get home, and Tennessee didn't have really any answers in the back end in the secondary, which kept Kentucky in it. But give Tennessee credit. Give the offense credit. Give the defense credit. In the fourth quarter, when you had to have a stop, you forced the missed field goal, you capitalized on it immediately, and then the last four minutes or so, we always talk about closing out a game, and Tennessee closed out a game on offense. To me, that was the big growth, Matt. I mean, like to be able to take it with four minutes to go and, and never give Kentucky the ball back. And, you know, student body left for Joe Milton on the one play was fantastic. That thing was blocked up so well. Yeah, he's reading that play really well. Tennessee's going to it, you know, showing a little bit of confidence in him on that. And overall, it felt like just a much more confident game for Joe Milton. Uh, you know, Tennessee did have a little bit of a lull there coming out of the half, but – to be able to bounce back the way that they did in the fourth quarter was pretty remarkable. And then, you know, I thought it was good to see Dante Thornton get involved. A couple of nice runs after catch, you know, something that Tennessee's been looking for. So I think he finished the night with three catches for 63 yards, and, you know, every one of them were pretty crucial moments. Yeah, I like him out wide. I think he's better there. I think he's better outside than inside. I don't think he's comfortable in the slot. I tell you something they did that I wonder if you'll see a little bit more. We saw a little Dylan Sampson in the slot late in the game. Yeah. A couple of catches there. You wonder where you're trying to find some depth that maybe even you might see some Jalen Wright and some Dylan Sampson on the field at the same time with Sampson playing some slot to spell score a white. I was going to say in the first half when, when Wright was in the football game, they're on one of those drives getting closer to the end zone or red zone. You saw a tight end back there. We've seen this before, but you saw McCallum Castles or Jacob Warren in the backfield, and you saw Jalen Wright out in the skinny slot. So, you know, potentially, I, th- I think that could be something that they look at moving forward. You know, Brent, we'll stay with you. I, I didn't think that 
you know, offensively, play calling, certainly at times, maybe not the entire game, was very aggressive. But again, Joe Milton, with what he was asked to do, did it at a high clip, and he took a third down sack, which you want to get rid of the football, but... I mean, outside of that, he played a pretty pretty sharp football game. I thought he was terrific. I thought it was the best game he's played in his Tennessee career. Yeah. Um, I thought he used his feet to escape trouble. I thought he turned a lot of negatives into positives. They ran him some. I don't know why you got to be super aggressive, you know, when you're running the football the way they were running the football. I mean, it was just – I mean, they were chunking him to death there for, um, you know, just getting big chunks on the ground game. You know, they wanted to take a couple of shots. Kentucky played more zone than I thought they would play in the back end. That's something they did against Missouri. Jason Swain pointed this out on the on the Vol Network's pregame show. The typical tendency for Kentucky is to play man, to play a lot of man in the back end. I don't think they're most they're real comfortable with their secondary, so they tried to play some zone and not give up the big play. They gave up the one to Chaz Nimrod when yeah. they went man. But they played a ton of zone, forcing Joe to maybe – you know, chunk it underneath, drop it off underneath some, and it obviously got numbers in the box in their favor so they could run the football, and they took full advantage of that. But overall, I mean, if you walk out of this game, you can talk about a lot of things that, Matt, that you say, well, they could have done this better, that better. There's not a whole lot more that you can take away from Joe Milton's game to say Joe could have done this better or, boy, he was way off here. If Joe Milton will play like that the rest of the way, he'll give Tennessee a chance to win every football game they play. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for Joe, when when he came into the media session there, somebody told him that, you know, at one point he was 14 to 16, finished 18 to 21, and he was pretty unfazed by it. It just felt like they had played really good operational football and that he did what the coaching staff asked for him to do. And I think you're right, Brent. I think it goes to a lot of that being able to take what Kentucky gives, you know, gave him because they did play a lot of zone on the back end. It felt a lot like you know, kind of what Texas A&M did to him. You got, you know, an advantageous box and you were able to run the football. Um, but, you know, from a from an operational standpoint, Joe Milton was really, really good tonight. I thought he made one mistake and he got away with it late in the game. He snapped the ball with about 14 seconds left yeah. on the play clock, yeah. which yeah. was like, huh? and then you had the injury, which caused the 10-second runoff, so you didn't have to make that decision about the field goal or yeah. not. If he, if he milks that play clock a little further down, then the injury doesn't factor in at all. But if there's no injury there, then it'll, then Tennessee's got to kick a field goal to make it a double digit lead. Anything can happen there. I thought from an operational standpoint, that was the one I went, mm, Joe, there, there's still time. Oh, yeah. Hang on, right, AP? I mean, I, I just thought he was a little quick on that one. Well, again, that, that, you're right. That's probably the only mistake he had all night. Operationally. You know, and, and, you know, was, I mean, I, I, he's the quarterback, so I guess he's taking the snap. You have to, you know, put it to him. I, Tennessee, again, will have to, you know, Figure out how to get the pass rush going again. Uh, you know, we talked about it, Hubs and I did, and, you know, Hypel afterwards was asked about, you know, what did Kentucky do, and he just stared at, you know, the reporter and. Well, I mean, you know, I know Warren Bro got held like crazy up there. They were going to score the next play. I mean, like, you know, that, that's, a, that's an egregious missed call. But yeah, but like, he wasn't talking about that. They're talking about the, the, the ability to, to have a pass rush. Like, yeah. Tennessee never got, I mean, like Devin Leary, I mean, he had a, the, by the cleanest journey. Oh, they right. got home one time. Yeah. Omar Norman Lott and, and Tyler Barron got home. Um, and, and the rest of the time, it was. I mean, shoot, I got to play back, play quarterback back there, not taking a hit. I mean, like you know, they they covered up a lot of stuff, and I think he just saw a lot of holding in there. And to be honest with you, you know, or you know, about middle of the week, one of the main people on staff told me that you know, Kentucky's got a propensity to 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 grab and hold, and you know, it'll boil down to just the officials call it. They didn't. They did not. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll continue to look at this, and I'm sure we'll point it out, and you know, ten things you think you learned, and all the stuff moving forward. But again, Brent. Um, 
Tennessee scored on, I think, seven to nine true possessions. I think they had ten possessions, but one, they, they kind of let the, the game run out there uh, towards the end. But, but again, one for four in red zone opportunities scoring touchdowns. I said this in the game thread tonight. You're not going to beat Georgia kicking field goals. You know, going on the road, playing a Missouri team that can score with Brady Cook right now, you might not beat Missouri kicking field goals. Again, that's something this team's just got to get better at. But it did cash in. It did get points. It did not turn the ball over in its own territory a couple of times going for it on fourth down. Um, it was able to get points out of that. You needed every point tonight, but you still got to find a way to finish in the red zone. Well, and again, I think what you're going to look at when you see red zone is penalties. I mean, you had a holding penalty. You were going to have first and 10 at the 12. You had a holding penalty on the backside of the play. That sets you back there. You had another, you had two more offensive line penalties in the red zone. I mean, three of your penalties came in the red zone in the first half. Yeah. They, they got to clean that up. Um, you know, it's tighter down in there. They tried to do some different things. They tried to run that quarterback counter, uh, missed a block guard. I think Holly Lane missed a block there and, and that play never had a chance. Kind of creative, a little bit different, but. Um, yeah, they're having – I mean, it's no secret. They're having a hard time. And you, you're right. You don't beat good teams, yeah. uh, good offenses, by, by kicking field goals. Um, the three points at the end of the first half were huge to steal those there. But the red zone stuff – Two times stuff, in a row they've done that up here. Yeah, they have two times. That one there, they – They that one, stole it. They stole <laughs> – literally stole that one at the end because I have no idea how they ruled that a catch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For, no for Romel Kitten. I, I mean, I, I don't know what they saw in that review. That was like the Buffalo Wild Wings guy hitting the button, right? <laughs> I mean, that was one of those deals where he, I mean, he bobbled the ball. I mean, he didn't, yeah. you know, so I don't know what they saw there, but that that gifted Tennessee three points. Let's talk about that sequence real quick, Matt. Um, uh, and again, you know, Josh Heibel kind of spoke on it, you know, post-game, say that, hey, we just need to make sure we got the three there, make sure we got the three there. You know, that they had, what, seven, eight seconds, had a timeout. You feel like that's enough time to take a shot to the end zone, but especially how aggressive he is as a play caller and as a head coach for the majority of the time. But you settled to kick a field goal, and there were seven seconds off the clock. <laughs> seven seconds on the clock, you kick the field goal, then there's five seconds. I don't know how in the world only two seconds run off in that situation, but a little weird sequence, at least for Josh Heibel, but he did get the three points. When you talk about operational, the clock operator had a – Tough time there at, at the end of the end of the first half. Yeah. Of some some real struggles there. Didn't start the clock one time. Uh, Tennessee played a snap and it, it stayed at twenty six seconds. Um, you know, but overall, I thought the, more so at that drive, not taking a shot to the end zone. I thought when Tennessee came out and run the ball right there early, they let a little bit too much time run off the clock in that one. I get it. You want to you want to get started and, and get you know favorable um, in terms of second and you know short or whatever right there, but. 
I thought too much time ticked off the clock, and it kind of probably took an opportunity away from you there at the end of the half where you could have t- taken at least one shot when you got down there. Yeah, I mean, I think you wasted some time early. I think that you were a little bit in between what you're going to do there. Are yeah. you, you going to run the clock out and go to the, to the locker room? Are you really going to get aggressive? If you pop something, you're going to get aggressive. They're kind of in between, and then they, then they started to go. With seven seconds to go, Joe had bought time to make plays. That's not a situation where you can buy time to make play. I just don't think you're going to take a chance. I mean, it was a really high, really high percentage of not happening. I'm not sure how to phrase that, but I, it was not going to likely end up in a, in a touchdown. You weren't going to bust one open right there. So um, I, I don't I don't fault that one at all for kicking there with seven seconds to go. And, and Heibel said there should have been nine seconds on the clock too. And I think that's what changed his mind. Like okay. had had nine, had, had, had it been nine, that he asked him to review it. And yeah, that's he, what they came back with. I mean, like, because I, you know, I asked him, I said, is that not something you can ask to review? And he goes, we did. And that's what they came back with. So, I mean, like, you know, had it been nine, I think they'd probably take a shot there because, you know, they would have had time. And, again, I, I go back to <laughs> he kicked the field goal with seven seconds. <laughs> the five seconds on the clock after that field goal, I'm not sure how only two how, seconds. How many times have you watched the end of a game with, like, four or five seconds to go and it runs out the clock? Yeah. <laughs> For, like, two seconds it went off. They're like, exactly. let's get Barry out a chance. And then, and then Tennessee almost did. Like, I, sometimes, I, I don't know if he just missed it. I don't want to say he didn't miss Germanville it. Germanville can boot it through the end zone like, every time. I, that's one of the more buying ones. Sometimes I think they get too cute. Because, I mean, like, he literally just, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a weapon. Well, he was, he was three or four yards deep when he brought it out. I mean, it's, it's not like he caught it at the four yard line and took off running there. I mean, yeah, he caught it more right at the goal. No, nah, I mean, he was, deep. he was a couple deep there. I don't know that Turbeville got it, got that ball completely, but, I mean, that, that, you know, they did what Kentucky did what they should have done there, and that's take a chance. Yeah. I mean, that's that, and maybe Turberville didn't get it exactly as well as he wanted to, but he didn't hit that one to the eight or to the four. I mean, that one was deep, and typically nobody's bringing it out, but at that point, Barry on Brown did what he should have done. That's bring it out. Special teams continue to be super stock up. I mean, like, you know, they, they've, they've had a few gl- glitches here and there mm-hmm. the last few years, giving up a fake punt here and there, but I mean, the the three at a monster of Campbell, Turbeville, and, and Jackson Ross. I mean, I mean, fantastic. Continue to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Cam- Campbell's a weapon when you can't finish drives in the red zone. Obviously, he's there. It almost feels like a guaranteed three. Um, you, you feel good about him, and then of course, uh, Jackson Ross. I mean, there was there was one punt out there today where, I, gosh, I almost thought he was going to fake it because he was he was running right with that rugby, and then he stopped, and then he punted it. I'm like, okay, what are you doing out there? But I think he averaged like 40 yards a punt. He had one that was, you know, well into the 40s. He is really a weapon. And on nights where you have to play complimentary football, Brent, you have to, you know, the defense isn't stopping some guys or, you know, offensively, you know, points are few and, you know, far to come by. You need that third phase of the game, and you saw it against A&M. Seen that points at times this year, but, again, the, the special teams was really impressive tonight. Yeah, and I was – the one thing that surprised me in special teams is D. Williams fair caught every kickoff. I yeah. thought there was a couple of times yeah. – I, I don't know if they just don't believe kind of where their kickoff return is right now. Jimmy Holiday did that last year. Maybe he's not – you know, that he's much better as a punt returner than a kickoff returner, yeah. but I was I was surprised they didn't take a chance and let him come out with one of those. But that was a I'm fair catching this one the whole time type deal. We'll, you know, we'll pick this game apart. We'll point out positives, negatives, all that type of stuff, Matt. But at the end of the day, uh, Austin and I talked about it in the two-minute drill. For you to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish this year, you know, lead the season feeling good and all that type of stuff. And, again, they're not technically out of the East race, but it's an uphill climb. To get to 9-10 wins, potentially, you needed this win. You needed to do – you need to win two of the three between this this game, Missouri and Georgia. 
And um, of the three games, this was probably the easiest. So going on the road, doing something he hadn't done all year, winning a football game, thought that was big, and Tennessee got the win and uh, played some pretty good offense. Well, I, I think the biggest thing to take away from this is, is winning is hard. And, and we all know that anyways, but I think you kind of fall into that trap of, well, Tennessee should win this game this particular kind of way Tennessee's or whatever. Look, points, look yeah. North Carolina's lost the last two weeks with their first top ten pick there in Drake May to Georgia Tech and to Virginia. USC should have went to overtime. Cal went for two, lost 50-49. to 49. They had dropped two in a row. Had they, they would have been three in a row with three murderous games left. I mean, and those were with, again, guys that are probably going to be 1-2 in the NFL draft as a signal caller. Again, finding ways to win. They won it defensively two weeks ago. They won it offensively tonight when the defense was struggling. Just finding ways to win. If they win at Missouri and it's by two points, it doesn't go just like everybody wants it to go. Who cares? They won, right? I mean, like, I mean, they'll be 8-2 hosting Georgia. That's huge. Huge. Matt, you get the last word, man. Tennessee 33-27 win up here in Kentucky where Tennessee's won a lot of games. Yeah, I think AP said it last week. Tennessee had a chance to go into November 6-2. Only happened once. Now it's happened twice. Back-to-back years with Josh Heupel as the head coach since Philip Fulmer was fired. You're bowl eligible going into November with UConn and Vanderbilt on the schedule. and You go to Missouri and see what happens. They're a good football team, but I think there's some matchups there for Tennessee. They can have some success, you know, so we'll see. But overall, I think a pretty important win for Josh Heupel. Tennessee wins 33-27 over Kentucky. We'll have plenty of post-game reactions up on the website right now and uh, over the night and, of course, all day Sunday. We'll let you know what we thought of after the game. Again, 33-27, Tennessee takes down Kentucky. All right here, post-game coverage at VolQuest.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.